0: welcome to my love life podcast episode number 143 abandonment it's november 10th 2023 i'm your host lisa a lundy author blogger youtuber motivational speaker etc i am also a member of the newsweek expert forum what i do is i help people be happy healthy and well loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Abandonment. Well, abandonment is a very painful topic and probably more common than you might realize. I think we have this sense of abandonment being someone left by the curb or an orphan, but we'll expand that view in a few minutes. I first want to give my heartfelt thanks and a big shout out to the amazing staff and employees at Cedarwood Rehabilitation Center. Well, it's Cedarwood Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center in Tyrone, PA. I think I have a list of like 37 or 38 names of all these beautiful people who took care of me and helped me with everything that I needed for just over a month, actually. And so thank you to all of them. And if you need a rehabilitation or some healthcare services, Tyrone is a really great place. Thank you to everyone. Next up, if you are new to my content, I do hope you'll visit my website and enter my giveaway, even though... I'm having to postpone the drawing of the winner's names and the notification of the winners until 2024 because of my car accident. I'm just not able to do everything that I would like to do, but I am unwilling to give up the giveaway because that makes me happy and I like things that make me happy. If you happen to be listening to this podcast, what's important for you to know is that I am not a medical professional nor my therapist, and nothing I say in this podcast or any of my content in any other format, podcast or otherwise, is designed or intended to be taken as medical or therapy advice. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not. Next, if you are feeling suicidal, if you feel life is too hard, if you feel, or you've been feeling, you simply cannot go on, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Now, if you happen to be feeling like harming yourself or suicidal or that life is too hard and you simply cannot continue, what I want you to know is if you understood trauma and the impact of trauma and adverse childhood experiences or even adverse adult experiences, you probably would really have you would probably feel like a million bucks. You would probably understand, oh, it's not because there's something wrong with me. This is, this is a result of trauma and you could get supported and help through working through the trauma or whatever difficulties. I promise you people will help you and I promise you this is extremely common. Little did I know, but I... I'm learning. I've learned a lot this year and last year. Lastly, my next piece is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. If you know someone who is in the deaf or hard of, or hard of hearing community or is in that, that field, please let them know that I have transcripts for all of my podcasts on rss.com, which is my hosting platform. And if you are hearing... The, the actual reason I started working with my IT guy over a year ago on transcripts was because uh, my hearing population for the transcripts wanted them to be able to print out a podcast, make notes, and put it in a notebook. So whether you're hard of hearing or in the deaf community or not, the t- transcripts can be uh, useful for some of you. All right, let's just take apart this topic of abandonment. Oh, boy. Very difficult and painful subject, and it's really immense. It's an immense, huge topic. Uh, so let's start with the definition of abandon and move into some synonyms. So abandon as a, a transitive verb. And a transitive verb, in case you need a little refresher on grammar, as I do sometimes <laughs> from time to time, means it requires a direct object. So abandon means to withdraw support for or help from, especially in spite of duty, allegiance, or responsibility to desert. Uh, Second definition is to give up by leaving or ceasing to operate or inhabit, especially as a result of danger or other impending threat. And the third definition is to surrender one's claim to, right to, or interest in, give up entirely, or relinquish. Now, I want you to listen to this uh, short list of synonyms and just just let this list wash over you. So, synonyms for abandon include deserted, discarded, dumped, dropped, forgotten, forsaken, jilted, neglected, rejected, cast aside, passed up, or undesired. So, I included the list of synonyms because I think you can just hear from the list I just read that expands the idea or the notion of abandonment to being dumped, to being rejected, to being dropped, or neglected, or put aside, or cast aside. That's that has it's not just being left at the curb. Or a child being abandoned, like we think of, well, the child's now an orphan. The definition and the whole flavor of abandonment is, is vast, including relationships where you're rejected or you're jilted. So the thing about abandonment is it can come in multiple forms. So we think of abandonment as emotional, but it can also be physical you think of a child who's been abandoned or left on the street, that's a physical abandonment, but it's also emotional. Spiritual abandonment is also found if you're in the spiritual community in something like the dark night of the soul. If you're unfamiliar with the dark night of the soul, you can look that up. I I thought about doing a podcast about it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to, and I'm not sure I'm qualified. So we don't do things I'm not qualified for. So that's, that's just something for you to know. You can have a spiritual abandonment. Uh, now god never really actually abandons people so you just have to look into that on your own you can also be environmentally abandoned and socially abandoned and with social abandonment you think of when your posse drops you or some other best friend or uh your work tribe kind of casts you out so abandonment comes in different forms now there is a form of trauma that's known as abandonment trauma which is an emotional response and related behaviors that can be from being neglected or physically or emotionally abandoned, regardless of age. But what I want you to understand is not all abandonment results in trauma. Some abandonment is traumatic and results in trauma, but not all abandonment in any way results in trauma. So the other piece about abandonment trauma is that it includes that it can be the perception of being abandoned. And I I really want to underscore that it can include the perception of being abandoned. So there are times where, where someone just has this idea that they were abandoned and they may have been abandoned and they may not have been abandoned. I mean, it's hard to say. I do know that people who have very low self-esteem, which often comes with irrational thinking, but people with low self-esteem, are they look at life through this lens of, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I am not deserving, nobody likes me, no, people don't care about me. There's a very negative filter or lens that they operate in. And so they are more inclined to perceive abandonment when there might not be any intention or any even action. So this is important that you understand that abandonment is more common than you might realize, which as I give you more behaviors, that can result in someone feeling abandoned or actually having abandonment issues, I think you'll go, oh, wow, well, I think we expanded it with the synonyms, but we're going to expand it a little bit more. So there are many situations, I have 16 here, that can result in someone feeling abandoned or actually being abandoned or having abandonment issues and i'm not gonna slice and dice the distinction between if you're feeling abandoned or you actually have been abandoned or you know that's we're just taking it on the surface so number one either detached or dismissive parents being put in danger that would be physical or other danger being ghosted by family friends romantic partners or other people emotional abuse your physical needs not being met, that would be safety, shelter, food, etc., love and affection. Death of a loved one can precipitate this. Divorce or separation can leave a child or adult child being feeling abandoned by a parent, and sometimes they are abandoned by a parent. Withholding love and affection. Parents playing favorites. Being bullied in a family, at school, at work, in sports, in clubs, or any place. Uh, abusive people can create the feeling of abandonment in a relationship or marriage by the very nature. Domestic abuse with or without the violence creates abandonment issues or can create abandonment issues. Stressful experiences as a child, not otherwise mentioned, which is, includes a whole lot of territory there. Uh, feeling rejected. Feeling rejected witnessing this is interesting from the research witnessing persistent parental fighting or arguing can cause a child or adult child to feel abandoned or have abandonment issues and being abandoned or rejected by a friend or a loved one so that's a whole big list you can see that this is not just i was left at the curb this is a very common i mean how common is it to, well, emotional abuse is extremely common. People, I hate to tell you, domestic abuse is extremely common. I hate to break it to you. We're not tracking domestic abuse. We're really only tracking domestic violence, which is really the only thing we probably could track. But these are very common situations leaving people either feeling abandoned or actually being abandoned or having abandonment issues. So the next piece is, well, okay, so let's say something happened and you feel rejected and now you're feeling abandoned. What are some of the ways that that shows up for people? Well, there's a number of different behaviors and results for abandonment or feeling abandoned. And I'm just going to go through the list quickly. Uh, Self-sabotage. So this is very common for people who have been either abandoned or feeling abandoned that they will self-sabotage. And another piece is they will... Fear being abandoned. So once you've been abandoned, it becomes a cycle where then you fear being abandoned, which in turn can cause you to either self-sabotage or jump ship in advance to end a relationship before someone else does it. In other words, you cut them off before they have a chance to reject you. You know, or you leave them before they have a chance to leave you. That's actually common, is it? Actually, it's a subconscious. It's not necessarily a conscious thing. Depression, sadness, anger, anxiety, addictions, trust issues, relationship issues, vulnerability issues, mental health issues, codependent relationships, suicide or suicidal thoughts or thoughts of self-harm. Denial of the trauma or abandonment, desperate or needy behaviors, significant health problems. Well, we know significant health problems from the research because this can be a trauma and there's pages and pages of health impacts, physical health impacts from trauma. Control issues, being socially withdrawn or withdrawing socially, feeling worthless, undeserving, unworthy staying in unhealthy relationships and some people experience panic you know kind of as a as a response to the fear of losing or loss of people in your life so there are many many ways that's that this can show up in your body in your life that's 21 of them and this can be behaviorally it can be emotionally and it can be physically so i want to mention something else i haven't really talked about my podcast before and i'm not going to talk about it in length, but I'm only mentioning it for your awareness. And that is that when you uh, do the research on abandonment or abandonment issues, it's extremely likely you will bump up against the research on attachment theories. Now, in, in the Love Life podcast, we only use research to the extent that it's helpful. So, I not, do not want you to be focused on this next piece on attachment theories. It could be useful, but you don't need. I, I'm gonna. I give you all the things you need to do to have an amazing life. You do not need to necessarily know a, a, a stitch about attachment theories. But what you should know is, if you look up the research on abandonment or abandonment research, you will likely find the attachment theory research, which talks about how we form significant relationships with people when we're children, with our caregivers, our parents, or whomever. And there are healthy ways and some less healthy ways, but the research kind of distills it down to there are four types of attachment. Secure, insecure, ambivalent, insecure, avoidant, and disorganized. Now, do you need to know about that? In my humble opinion, no, you do not. Now, though, you do know about it. So if you go looking up abandonment or you hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, and the reason I say not to focus on that is because you can change anything about your life. Well, okay, you can change things about yourself, your mental health, your emotional health. You can change things about yourself, whether you can change things in your life. I can't speak to that. But because of neuroplasticity of the brain, you're not stuck with abandonment issues. You can heal, you can grow, you can create new neuronal pathways. We know that from the science. So this is why I'm saying please don't get hung up on attachment theory research or attachment theories or what your attachment style might be because you can change it. And hopefully if you're on the path to growth and development, you will be growing and developing and healing. So the next piece of this, so that's all I have to say about attachment theory. They've been around for probably about 70 years. And and it's interesting because as I was looking to see if there was any really critical pieces in the research about abandonment that needed to be included, uh, people are not saying the same thing. So I'm, I'm a little on the fence about some stuff that I they find. All right. So I, the next t- topic here is the emotional element of abandonment. This is a big, huge piece. You could be physically abandoned, but there will usually likely be an emotional piece, an emotional component. So this is clearly, obviously, deeply painful and problematic. It's really hard. It's like one of the worst things in the world. It can be catastrophic for some people, and it can lead to catastrophic pain, depending on what happens. And as I mentioned earlier, it could be abandonment trauma. Now, it's not going to be abandonment trauma for everyone, but for some, yes. And it could involve betrayal trauma. So if someone is a significant person in your life and they just suddenly ditch you or reject you, well, that could be a betrayal. It could be a betrayal of your relationship, a betrayal of the promises, a betrayal of the agreements. So there could be betrayal trauma involved. And, and there could be trauma bonding, like there could be betrayal blindness, there could be all kinds of things. So what is likely is if you've had, if you've been ditched, ghosted, rejected, abandoned, that you have some stuff about that. And what I want you to do is learn the skills so that the stuff you have, that would be the baggage, by the way, does not handicap you in life, does not thwart you from having this rich, amazing life because it doesn't have to. So to that end, my suggestion is to deal with your emotions. Always, 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 whether you like it or not, this is what's going to give you the foundation for strong mental and emotional health that no one can interfere with and give you the platform for having an amazing life. So to help you with that, because we're not teaching it and it's not widely discussed or available, I have a free, 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 free downloadable, Workbook on my website. It's right below the Newsweek logo on the right-hand side of uh, my website, and you can download it for free. Now, why would you do that? Well, you would do that if you really were committed to your own life. You would do that if you were really committed that pain doesn't have to take you out of the game. Because really, what takes people out of the game is the painful stuff of life. The painful difficult the grief the loss the sadness the suffering that's what takes people out of life and if you're capable of dealing with the difficult emotions which also includes by the way anger resentment betrayal all that stuff you are more powerful in life you are more functional in life now the one thing i want to mention about the workbook which i've been talking about since i put it up on my website earlier this year is Why is that workbook not widely available? Well, I've been really trying to find it to try to figure out why is this information that I have put together in this free downloadable workbook, why is it not all over the web? So it's interesting because I'm going to just briefly tell you because I've got a lot of things I want to say and you do know I like to keep my podcast to under an hour if possible. So in medicine and in psychology, we do not have consensus all over the board cardiology was the first field of medicine in the U.S. to announce they had some consensus in the treatment and approach for cardiac disease, which was 13 or more years ago. And in the ensuing 13 years, there has been a movement in medicine in the U.S. to move towards consensus as well as a movement internationally in medicine towards consensus. Now in psychology, we have some consensus because we do have the diagnostic manual for mental health diseases and conditions, as well as some recommendations for treatment. However, in psychology, just like in mainstream medicine, we do not have general and global consensus. And if you don't have consensus, it makes it very difficult to put forward a platform or a model For operating, it's just very difficult, and then we can pile on by saying that that to to come up with a model such as I have that's free for you to help you, you would need to be a very rational thinker, and you would need to have standalone self-esteem. Two things I have, which are very uncommon in the world, as well as emotional intelligence, as well as some other basic psychology so as i've been looking for why is this not available is it available no it's not available why not why not why not i'm coming up with more and more reasons that are making sense they are logical we know that it's factual that in the u.s no we do not have consensus in too many fields of medicine and no we don't have consensus in psychology either so that i'm at least feeling a hundred percent better about why this isn't available because it was very disturbing to me that it's not available so get that download it i've been told by people who've been using it it's easy to use it's straightforward it's it's very helpful so do that because whatever emotions you're not dealing with it could be unrelated to abandonment but very related to abandonment you're going to drag those emotions around they're not going to magically float away so the next thing i have for you is if the abandonment deals with your parent if your parent abandoned you now this you could take this too if you're a parent and you abandon your child so in m scott peck now m scott peck was a medical doctor he was actually a psychiatrist God rest his soul, who wrote many books, one of whom, one of those books was People of the Lie. And in his People of the Lie, he writes that in his experience, which I've read other places, the most difficult, difficult, almost impossible thing for a child to do as they grow up is to face and deal with any inappropriate, bad or evil behavior of their parent. It's just not the thing that many children when they grow up can do, or actually will do. So, you know, that being said, I, there's, you know, a psychopath will will abandon a child, their children repeatedly because it suits their needs. And then they'll come back when it suits their needs. And there are children who have been abandoned by their father or mother repeatedly. Now. In some instances, a father or a mother will abandon their children, meaning they will leave them physically and maybe uh, distance co- contact or communication because of domestic abuse or some other very serious problem. And that needs to be factored in. I'll talk about that in a minute. But if your parent abandoned you, it's a very painful very, very difficult thing to deal with, and I want you to have great compassion for yourself. It doesn't mean you can't deal with it. Just because M. Scott Peck wrote in his book, People of the Lie, that it's, it's extremely, exceedingly, and extremely difficult and unlikely, that doesn't mean you can't do it. You can do it. So if we have a parent or someone who has abandoned you, the question becomes, should you give them a second chance or should there be a chance or an opportunity for reconciliation? Well, that is a whole big uh, can of worms. And that's something that only you can decide. But hopefully, you are going to use, you know, facts and information and deal with your emotions before you make a decision like that. Which is why I have the workbook. Now, the workbook goes through questions to walk you through the the pieces. So once you've done the homework of dealing with your emotions, then having done all that, you can come to a more rational and reasonable conclusion. Now, there are instances where there is no question there will not ever be a second chance or reconciliation. As sad as that makes me to say that, for example, domestic abuse. Now, abusers, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, they do not change. Almost never do they change. And they will engage in continuous smear campaigns and every evil bad thing that they can because they're not well. They are simply not well. If you're co-parenting with uh, your former partner or spouse was a narcissist, psychopath, sociopath, antisocial personality disorder, or other mental health issue, God bless you. Like, seriously, people don't understand the problems, at the, the, the head games they will do with your children. It's just, it should be illegal, but it's not. So there are some instances where you're not going to give somebody a second chance and there's no reconciliation. But I don't want to say, I do want to say that that doesn't mean you can't forgive them. Forgiving them does not mean they get a second chance. And forgiving them does not mean, come on back in my life. No, 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 no. It never means that. People mistakenly think that it means that, but it doesn't. Now, I am a fan of forgiveness. However, I do want to temper that with, you don't just willy-nilly forgive people. You have to do the emotional work to arrive at the space where you can forgive them, which is where my free downloadable workbook will come in. And you don't have to give forgive people. I just did a podcast this week on holding grudges. Actually, keeping score and holding grudges. Holding grudges is not good for you. That doesn't mean you can't do it. You can do whatever you want. It's your life. It is completely your life. Do it if you want to. But I live in a world where I want love and affection to be the pre, preeminent and predominant emotion running the show and and second to that i want forgiveness i want compassion i want the ability to be human and make mistakes and i do not want to live in a world where i have to be perfect or i'm judged and condemned for every little thing that happens to me or that i do well guess what we live in a world where love and affection is not rampant and plenty of people sit around judging and condemning people when they have never walked 10 feet in the other person's shoes so it depends on what you want in life now I do want to mention this I mentioned this in one other podcast I think I heard a, a podcaster say on a reel that so we had a caller call in which was a wife and she did not want her husband to give his his own mother his own biological mother a second chance he didn't she did not want her husband to talk to his mother She did not want her husband to have a relationship with his mother. She was like, this cannot happen. Now, the husband wanted to talk to his mother. Now, his mother had, quote unquote, abandoned her adult son, adult. He was a full grown out of the house adult by when she left her, his father, and was gone for several years, three, five, whatever. And so here's the problem. And the the podcaster was like agreeing with the wife oh you're right yeah no he should not give her a second chance and if he gives her a second chance you got a problem in your marriage well oh my god first of all the podcaster is basically telling the wife that her feelings matter more than her husband's and that's bs not only is it bs people it's a sign of domestic abuse when someone is going to bully someone else into doing what they think they should do, that, that's a that's the most perfect example of bullying if I ever heard it. You know, no, you can't talk to your mother. No, you can't have a relationship with your mother because that will upset me. That's like the biggest red flag flag waving I ever heard of for domestic abuse that is exactly what domestic abusers do and she's a bully and the podcaster has no basis in psychology to say that because if he had psychology or I just gave away his gender he would know that what's good for the husband is the chance to hear his mother out to hear what was she dealing with what was going on with her that that she left and didn't contact him for so long. Well, maybe she got hooked up with drugs. Maybe she had a mental breakdown. Maybe she was so ashamed. She couldn't face like, who knows, right? Like they didn't know. It's not like the wife knew what happened with the mother because she didn't because nobody had talked to the mother. So I want a world where people have the chance if they're, if they're, if it's reasonable now, I've already given you examples of what's not reasonable for second chances, but to have one person's feelings trump and supersede someone else's is not is not a healthy environment in my opinion. It is the sign of bullying it is the sign of abuse it is a real problem and here we are allowing content like that out on the web so innocent people. We'll see that and go, oh yeah, that's how it should be. No, that's not how it should be. Now, what would you like? Well, if you were the mother, you know, hopefully you'd want a second chance or at least to be heard out. And the husband wants to hear his mother out. The mother is the one who has the healing potential for her son. The the son, the husband, grown as he is, grown ass man, you know, there's healing potential for him to talk to his mother find out what happened and 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 see where it goes. I mean, th- this was being cut off before they even had the chance to talk, sadly. So where's love? Where's compassion? Where's empathy? I don't know, but it certainly isn't floating around as much as I would like to see. So should there be a second chance or reconciliation? I don't know. I personally am the home of... Second chances third chances fourth chances fifth chances and sometimes more. I'm not saying that proudly. Okay, but I do have a huge amount of compassion For the human condition because I understand it. I understand people will get ashamed of what they've done and ditch you ghost you hide out just disappear the people do that. They do that all the time. And, and it's sad, but it doesn't need to be that way. But well, so, of course, I'm, I just want people to be able to be loved and have love and affection. And if they're meant to be in my life, they will. And if not, they won't. But I don't want to live in this, you know, sharp tongue. You make a mistake, you're out. I, I That's not the world I want. I, I just, it really makes me upset. If you couldn't tell already. <laughs> my blood was boiling to see that person do that. Uh, all right. So speaking of domestic abuse though, we have to address that in this topic of abandonment. So as someone who has oh, decades of experience with domestic abuse, I'm sad to say, but it is what it is. Domestic abuse. Now this is before the violence because there is domestic abuse. The that never becomes violent, or, or if you escape and you're, and the police give you really, really, really great instructions and you follow them to the letter, you, you escape and you remain alive despite someone trying to hunt you down. (laughs) I know, I know people, trust me, I know I'm laughing. It's not funny, but I'm, I'm getting some enjoyment because I'm still alive. So, but domestic abuse without the violence or with the violence, actually, Involves a deep sense of betrayal and abandonment, you know, because the person has basically abandoned their commitment, their, their relationship, their promises and, and betrayed the whole thing. So there's a whole bunch of abandonment and betrayal in domestic abuse. Now, if you know someone and almost all of you know somebody, whether it's you or someone else who is in a domestic abuse situation, what I'm asking you is for you not to give up on that person because the nature of domestic abuse is the abuser will go to great lengths, great, great lengths, to isolate to isolate their target, to keep their husband or wife away from family, away from friends, away from coworkers, away from everyone. And that's part that's part of the psychology of the power and control involved in domestic abuse. So if it's your child or if it's your sister or brother or your mother or father or your cousin or your coworker or whomever, they may start to withdraw from you and you may feel, you may feel that they have abandoned you. Which isn't, I'm not saying it's unreasonable that you would feel that way. It's totally reasonable if you felt that way. But if you crawl inside the big, vast hole of domestic abuse and you understand the power and control wheel, the tactics of manipulation and how it typically goes down. This is exactly what happens to the targets of domestic abuse. They end up being isolated from their parents, from their siblings, from their friends, from their coworkers, from neighbors, from everyone by their abuser. It's just that's the way it almost always goes. Then you, if it's, you know, your, your nephew or your son or your daughter or your mom or dad or your neighbor or whoever... You could feel really abandoned and very hurt. I understand that. I'm talking to you about this so you don't go there because you don't have to go there because if someone's abusing your nephew or your niece or your sister, brother, mother, father, son, daughter, whatever, coworker, they're not, they're stuck. Domestic abuse is very complex. It's not easy to get out of domestic abuse and they will need a lot of help. You, on the other hand, could go, oh, they're not trying to hurt me. They have no interest in hurting me. I know they love me. Ah, I've got the pulse of this. I'm going to be there for whoever that is and, and be there and not go down the tunnel of abandonment. Now, if you want to go down the tunnel of abandonment, you go right ahead. But I'm telling you, I am. There is no need for that. And I hope you will have love and compassion and understand. And if you don't understand, I have podcasts about domestic abuse. There's tons of stuff on the web and, and it's way different than probably what you're thinking. So you don't need to go down the abandonment hole if somebody you care about uh, is has withdrawn and you feel abandoned. It's pro- it, might, it might very well be domestic abuse. Could be something else. Could be lots of other things, but you won't know. All right. So now, if you are in, if you are in domestic abuse, oh God, love you. Oh God, love you. I, uh, my heart aches for you. So if you're in it, first of all, you will have to start getting to work on yourself. That's probably your best salvation, or the only salvation I can think of, is for you really, really to hunker down and get to work on yourself. All of my content, all my podcasts. My YouTube videos, all of my stuff will help you. It it really will. But you, the more you grow, the more you learn, the more you grow and develop, the less the abuser is going to be taking you or taking you out of the game. So for you, the biggest thing would be get that emotional workbook and start learning that. That will help you immensely, really seriously. But don't give up. From the beginning of time, people have escaped domestic abuse and domestic violence. I kid you not. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not minimizing it in any capacity. Oh, God, no. Um, But you will get through it. Just don't give up and use the tools that are available. And it would be very likely, by the way, if someone is in domestic abuse, that they will not admit to that. So I think people need to understand that that's not the thing people say, oh, yeah, well, my wife is abusing me. My husband's abusing me and sometimes they won't say that because people wouldn't believe them because i asked people would you have believed me had i told you x y and z and people were quiet they were silent sometimes for seconds before they said well i might not have so it's a terrible situation domestic abuse or domestic violence involves abandonment just you have to start putting together a plan and understand on which whether it's you or someone you love now I have some overall suggestions for you because of course, I'm, I'm the silver lining. Life goes my way. I know. I said that in rehab to one of the nurses. I don't remember what we were talking about. But I just kind of looked at her as she was leaving. And I said, you know, my life always works out. And she kind of looked at me and chuckled and left. But she came back like five minutes later. and She goes, you know what? Your life really does always work out, doesn't it? And I said, yes, it does. And she said, yeah, I've been thinking about that. You're right. Uh, yeah, I'm right. Because I get to say how my life goes. So of course, my life's going to work out. But there's always a silver lining. There's always an opportunity in every problem. So here's my final suggestions to wrap this up. If you recognize from hearing this podcast that, oh yeah, (laughs) I was probably abandoned in my childhood. I was abandoned in my twenties. I've been abandoned. You know, if you're recognizing that this applies to you, My suggestion is you start to celebrate. It's a celebration. If you recognize, like when I recognized earlier this year that I ran away from love and I was very, very guarded when it came to a man, that was room. I had a big celebration about that because now that doesn't have to stop me because now it won't stop me. Uh, I'll be careful, of course, and cautious because I'm guarded, but I won't have the same walls. So celebrate if you recognize that this applies to you. And, and don't be, oh, woe is me. Now there's something else wrong with me. Stop that. Or you can keep doing it. You do whatever you want. But I'm not the woe is me person because it's not helpful. And call it a breakthrough. Call it time to celebrate. And then you get to work. So the first p- suggestion is celebrate if you can recognize abandonment in any capacity applies to you or your life or your past. Now my second suggestion is that you get your emotional and mental fitness house in order now that's not something we're walking around talking about but i'm talking about it and i've got uh, several suggestions that are top of a whole list i could have come up with and the first one is guess what guess can you guess (laughs) can you guess Now the first one is you start learning how to manage and process your emotions. Because if you learn that, oh my gosh, it will be almost impossible for people to take you out of the game or for life to take you out of the game. Now, I'm not saying life won't be hard. I have all these emotional processing skills and I had a terrible near fatal car accident, uh, but it didn't take me out of the game. And people were like very clear in the hospital and rehab Oh, she's got some skills that everybody else doesn't have. Yeah. So get those skills because I've got a free workbook for you and start learning it. It will change your life forever and in a beautiful way. I promise, promise, promise. The next suggestion is to bring love and affection into your life. Love and affection is healing. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could simply be platonic. It could be a combination. But love and affection will help you feel better and help you have a, have a higher quality of life. My next suggestion is self-care. Oh my goodness, people, make this a part of your daily routine every single day and, and enjoy it. Like, And I've said this in another couple of podcasts. In the hospital, like within the first couple of days, when one of my friends called to say she was coming and she asked, what do I need? I said, I need you to pick up a mirror. An eyelash curler, eyeliner, black eyeliner, and black mascara. <laughs> and we were laughing. <laughs> but that's that's all I wear, actually. I don't wear nail polish, thank God. I don't wear, you know, foundation or blush or all that other stuff. I admire you ladies who do. Like, I see some of these videos where people are spending literally like 10 minutes, it seems, putting on foundation. And I think, oh, my God, for the love of God, I would never have the patience for that. And... Uh, Good for you, though. I'm like, go, you go, girl. You go, but not for me. But do your self-care. And if that involves foundation, good for you. Do it and enjoy it. Self-care, self-care, self-care. You want to have your nails done? Go have them done. I admire lots of people's nails. I'm just not, that's just not me. But whatever it is, do it and enjoy it. Make it fun and have it be part of your daily routine. You'll look better. You'll feel better self-compassion oh my goodness people you are so mean to yourselves it breaks my heart so i'm very nice to myself and, and i i, I and i'm not going to apologize for that i i uh, from from a for a lot since i was uh since i was young actually Since I stood up to some adult and said, no, I'm not doing that. And they were like, "Like, yep, no, it's all been about self-care and and loving myself and knowing what's good for me. But bring some some self-love, bring some self-compassion. Stop being so mean to yourselves. It's unattractive and it's not healthy. And it's not helping your mental health at all. Uh, Rational thinking is next on the list. We are not talking about this publicly like we should be. Oh, my Lord. This is part of mental health. Irrational thinking is common. And what that means is your thinking is distorted, warped, flawed, or inaccurate. Well, do you want your thinking, your judgments, your views, your decisions, and your outcomes to be flawed, inaccurate, distorted? No, that's not what you want. That's not good. That's like looking out a window that's covered in mud. You can't see anything. Only you don't know it's covered in mud. So so rational thinking, I've got material on that. And my next suggestion under this category, this is all under the category of emotional and mental health or your emotional and mental fitness house, is moving towards feeling deserving, moving towards feeling loving and worthy and good enough, which falls under self-esteem. I would like it to be standalone self-esteem. That's my made-up term. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a uh a, 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 a crib sheet on my vocabulary words I've made up. But note your self esteem, feeling worthy, deserving, good enough, lovable, separate from your job, your money, your finances, your house, your kids, or whatever, your relationships. So those one, two, three, four, five, those six things will be the boss for you if you will just take them on. And these are not difficult. Now, the self-esteem, feeling deserving and worthy, you don't work on that per se. You work on other things. Like if you did the other five things, that would build your your feeling good about yourself. My next suggestion, which I've said in almost all my podcasts, is get a buddy or make a team and go on a journey. Like why would you, you don't have to do life alone. I'm not a fan of doing life alone, although I have been alone quite a bit of my life. I was alone when I was married. <laughs> like, I was very alone when I was married. But I'm a fan of having friends and teamwork and doing things together because it's more fun. Like, to me, it's more fun. And, of course, I'm also a fan of making things playful and having fun because life is too hard. I don't, life is always going to be, a, there's a certain, as, there are certain aspects of life that will forever be hard. So the parts that aren't like, you know, death is hard and divorce is hard and you know, there are lots of things that are hard. Why not have the rest of it be fun and playful and enjoyable? And while you're at it, another big suggestion is have a reward system for yourself. Well, if we can agree that life is hard, why would you not want to get a little perk, a little boost when you level up? Why would you not? I don't know. I've been doing that since I was in college. <laughs> to say I'm not going to say what my rewards were in college but I was a poor college student but I had rewards in college trust me I did so get through life get through the day get through the week and then have rewards for yourself they don't have to break the budget you don't have to like break the bank and I do have a whole podcast about having a reward system But in my opinion, you should reward every little thing. And and as you're rewarding yourself and you start to see more and more progress, it gives you more motivation. Now, the next suggestion I have is to celebrate every, 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 every little milestone. That is not what people do. People will say to me that I coach, oh, well, that's not a big enough deal. Listen it is a big enough deal. If you do something like listening to this podcast, that's for your growth and development. That's for your mental health and wellness. That's for your happiness. Why not reward yourself for doing that? Maybe you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Well, I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, you you may or may not have. I mean, if it triggered you and you've had a lot of abandonment issues, you know, this, this might be too heavy for you. But hopefully it wasn't terrible. Hopefully it wasn't. God-awful. I mean, I do know people get confronted by my content and sometimes they get mad at me because I'm speaking the truth and that I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with people getting upset with me for being the messenger. It doesn't change the message though. And eventually people realize well, she's right and being mad at her doesn't really help me. So, I'm a fan of every little milestone. So, you listen to a podcast, reward yourself. You you know, clean up your bedroom, which hasn't been cleaned in weeks or months, reward yourself, reward yourself for every little milestone. It does not have to be huge. And I know that when one of my kids or two of my kids, one of my kids got to college, they were calling saying, you know, people do not get this reward every little accomplishment. I said, I know people are not doing that. And they said, well, what am I going to do about it? I said, well, you're going to set the role model and show them how it's done. And they went, oh, okay. And they went and did it. So every little milestone, every little thing. And then my next suggestion is that you go have an amazing life because you can have an amazing life, even if you've been, you know, tragically and terribly abandoned multiple times over. Like you have more control over your life than you might be thinking, which I've covered in numerous, numerous podcasts, uh, Uh, up until this point so you could even if you've been abandoned by one or both parents like I know a set of kids not mine thankfully but a set of kids that were abandoned by their mother when they were very young and then they were abandoned twice by their father this is the same set of kids and you know it's terrible and there's there's not we don't have this general acknowledgement in society for that type of behavior But regardless of whether you were abandoned physically, emotionally, or whether you've been ghosted or dumped or ditched or cast out of your tribe or whatever that falls under this category of abandonment, it does not have to ruin your life. I am not a fan of allowing anything or any person to ruin my life. You can have a different approach if you want, but go work on having this rich, beautiful and amazing life. All right, I hope that helps. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 143 Abandonment. I certainly hope you've gotten some new ideas on the topic of abandonment and how you can move away from those types of issues and still have an amazing life regardless of what's happened to you, which is the point of all of my podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. And please don't forget to share this podcast with people you care about because it might make a difference. I I assert it could make a difference. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now. That's it.